Greetings, family, and welcome back to the Word for Life podcast, where we focus on real, relevant, and resourceful conversation to stimulate your mind, stretch your faith, and sharpen your iron. I am so glad that you have chosen to join us. I want to ask you before we hop into our subject today, like always, if you would share, like, subscribe, and comment to the Word for Life podcast so that it can be discovered in the massive database that is podcast. I want to say that the podcast is available on every single streaming podcast platform. So no matter what kind of phone or what level of technology your friends and family are on, there is a way for them to get access to the Word for Life podcast. And I would ask you humbly if you would please share with them the Word for Life podcast that we might continue to grow and become who God has designed us to be. Today I want to dialogue and talk about one word today and that one word is going to cause a ruckus throughout the podcast. (laughs) And the word that I want to talk about today is feelings. I want to talk about feelings. Feelings, my brothers and sisters, is one of the most troublesome ways to live because feelings are fickle. Feelings fade and feelings can be fatal. Feelings can be fickle, meaning that they change from one moment to the next. There is no substance in our feelings. And I know a lot of times we feel like there is because you have a genuine feeling that this is what you believe based on what you've seen, what you've heard, and um, what you believe in your heart. However, friends, feelings again are fickle because there is no fact to it. And we've got to start living our life based on truth and fact and not feelings. Too many times we've allowed our feelings to drive and or lead us into a place that has no substance. Not only that, but feelings fade. In other words, there's a way that you might feel today that in the moment of an eye or by tomorrow or by next week, you may not feel the same way. Because feelings have a way of changing with time. Sometimes your blood pressure could go up and you seem to feel the steam coming out the back of your neck. And for all intensive purposes, you want to let it be known what you feel. But the problem with that is if I let you know how I feel in this moment, in the very next moment, I may not feel the same way. Because how many of us at some points and times in our life have been having a conversation or heated fellowship with our partner and in the middle of that dialogue, in the middle of that heated fellowship, you immediately say something through the lens of your feelings that you wish you could take back. You wish you could take it back because feelings fade, although it might be a way that you actually feel it is not something that you should have said. Not only that, feelings can be fatal because how many substantial relationships have we all lost because we were being led by our feelings? 
how many things have ruptured and how many ways have been discarded and how many uh, building blocks in our lives and how further could we be if we held on to the right relationships and didn't allow our feelings to make relationships that were supposed to last fatal and final. When if we just had a closer grasp on our feelings, we could have found a way to work through the avenues of those broken pieces. We have to be careful of making emotional feelings and decisions because sometimes you'll look up and the feeling you once had is no longer there. But here is the caveat of it. Even when the feeling fades and it's no longer there, now you feel like you're forced to stand on your feeling, even if you no longer agree with it. And that is the dichotomy and the struggle of life. That once I put my feelings out there, it's almost as if I can't even turn back on it now. But now I'm forced to stand on the feeling that I no longer feel. And I think, friends, that that is a dangerous way and a dangerous place to live. Because the Bible says it like this, that pride comes before destruction. It's a shame that many of us are so full of ourselves that we cannot be full of the spirit. Because consequently, we must understand that you cannot be full of yourself and full of the spirit at the same time. You have to be able to choose one. <laughs> I say all the time, even when dealing with couples and now that. Uh, my children, exclusively my goddaughter, is getting older, dealing with couples and my children. I always say to be careful of venting when you're in your feelings. Because the truth of the matter is about feelings and venting about relationships is that love will always override your feelings when the dust settles. When the dust settles and the anger stops and your mind becomes rational, sometimes the feeling that you felt while you were venting is not the same feeling you have now that the dust has settled and the smoke is now clear. But the trouble is now your family and your friends no longer support that relationship because now you've invited them into a temporarily broken space. Mm. And now, even though you've moved on to try to find the finality or the stick-to-itiveness of that relationship, that family, that friend is having a hard time letting go and loving again because you shared your feeling in a frustrated moment. This is not to say that we are not allowed to talk to others and get some sense of understanding. But I just want to tell you on the Word for Life podcast, be careful of venting while you're in your feelings. Venting is fine, but do it after the dust is settled and the smoke is cleared so that your rational mind can prevail and so that you do not make verbal confessions that you don't sincerely believe. I say all the time when I'm talking to couples that you've got to be careful of in conversations, bringing up the D word divorce every time you get frustrated. Because when you bring up that word, your spouse, your husband or your wife automatically becomes defensive because they feel as if there is no finality to this relationship, as if it is an option. 
and not mandatory for us to walk this thing out to the end. And so we've got to be careful of making those verbal confessions because people will start loving us and feeling as if their love or your love towards them is temporary because every time you are angry, you're ready to call it quits. And so that family member, that friend can no longer support that because we've invited them into a temporary space. Because here's the truth. What is fractured today <laughs> can be healed tomorrow. Everybody who was on this podcast and listening to this podcast at this very moment that resonates with you and it and it speaks to your spirit because you know exactly what it's like to in one moment mean every single negative word you're saying. And in the next moment, all you want to do is take it back. I mean, you meant it with all fervor, with all attitude, with all realness, with all emphasis, every single word you meant it. And then in the next few fleeting moments or the next day, all you can think about is, man, I wish I would not have said that. Oscar Wilde said this. Oscar Wilde said, I don't want to be at the mercy of my emotions. I want to use them. I want to enjoy them. But most importantly, I want to dominate them and them not dominate me. See, when you are dealing with people, friends, even the ones you like and you love, here's what you must understand. It is that you have a responsibility to that person to be a voice of reason and not an amen puppet. I want to say that again. When you're dealing with people, especially those you love, you have an obligation and a responsibility to be a voice of reason and not simply an amen puppet. Now, here is the caveat to that. It is that in relationship, you should never be a voice of reason in front of others. That is a private conversation that should happen behind closed doors. Because uh, your husband, your wife, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your sister, your nephew, your daughter, your son. When you call a person out publicly, they automatically become defensive. And that as well invites others into your personal private space that were, no, that were never truly invited there. So, yes, be a voice of reason. Yes, be a voice of truth. But we've got to understand that we must be that voice in private. We cannot go around correcting each other in, in public because it will show or come off as if we are divided. And we've got to understand the nature of life and relationship that you could never show outsiders the disagreement and the disgruntledness of what might be going on inside. That is a private, discreet moment between you and that family member, between you and that friend. But publicly, we are united always. That's tough, and I know y'all not going to like it. <laughs> and uh, what, 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 what I want you to understand is, is that in being that voice of reason, it's very simple. Sometimes you have to help people understand that your opinion is not a fact. Because how many times have we or others we've known jumped to conclusions about a matter 
jump to conclusions about a behavior, jump to conclusions about something that we've heard. And in jumping to that conclusion, we end up finding out later that it was not what we thought. But again, because of pride and because of arrogance, now we have to stand on a feeling that we no longer even agree with. I try to say all the time that I try not to live my life simply in who is right and who is wrong. But I try to live my life based on the truth. What is the truth? Because life is not about who's right and who's wrong. Who makes more money so I get to say so. Who makes less money so I don't get to say so. But live life in truth. And so we've got to be searching after the facts. And the reality is this, is that reconciliation could really take place in our lives if we would ever learn to get out of our feelings. Yeah, there, there, there are so many damaged relationships and broken pieces in our lives. And uh, we can't seem to get to reconciliation because we can't seem to put our feelings in check. Listen to this, friends. Pride is the enemy of reconciliation. Pride is the enemy of reconciliation. And the truth is that this requires a great deal of communication and restraint because it may turn out that you actually overreacted because you were being driven by your feelings and not by facts. Here is what I want you to declare right now, wherever you're driving, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're riding, whatever's going on. Tell yourself this. Don't feel. No. Don't feel. No. I say this even in the matters of faith. And I know you will look at it and say, well, I don't understand, Anthony, because how is it that I can have facts in terms of faith, the word faith is pistis, which is where we get our English word piston from. It's your driving force. It's the little engine in you that could. It is the thing that drives you. And when it comes to even matters of the faith, you have to know faith. You cannot feel faith. Because if you feel faith, your life will always bring you to a moment in times in your life where your faith has to override your feeling because what you see and what you feel is completely contradicting what you're believing God for by faith. So then I have to live by the faith in the God that I know and not the feeling that's based on what I see. Because remember, what I see is temporal, but what I know is eternal. And I know that in the end, I'm going to win. And so it requires focus. It requires understanding the process of life. It requires understanding the process of struggle. That there is a road and an avenue that we all have to travel down before we can make it, as I told you last week, to our place called there. I want to give you three things today and then uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll bid you adieu. The reason I don't want you to live in your feelings is because, number one, your feelings are inconsistent. 
your feelings are inconsistent. Uh, feelings are just like happiness. The word happy in the Greek is is pronounced happy, but it is spelled different, H-A-P-P-I. And that word happy means happenstance, means that my feelings or my happiness is based on what is happening. So if good things are happening, I am happy. But if bad things are happening, I am sad because I am being led by my feelings. Well, we don't want to live our lives by our feelings because feelings are inconsistent. Here is why. Because life is inconsistent. Life is filled with ebbs and flows. Sometimes I am up and sometimes I am down. So I can't live my life in the feelings of what is happening and what is going on in my life because it is always and ever changing. In other words, you've experienced this on one Friday. You can get paid and it be one of the best days of your life. But by Wednesday, sometimes it seems like everything has shifted. And so what I have to do as a person, as a man, as a woman of faith is hold on to the feeling of Friday when the feeling of next Wednesday is draining me. That, that's why I don't want you to live through feelings because they're inconsistent. Um, there was a saying uh, years ago that said it like this. Sometimes I feel like a nut and sometimes I don't because feelings are inconsistent. Number two, feelings are irrational. See, when I when you live your life in feelings, watch this, feelings will have you hearing things that were never said. Feelings will have you hearing attitudes that were never there. <laughs> feelings will have you feeling away when you have absolutely no substance and no evidence and no concrete reason to even feel that way. Feelings are irrational. There are some times that you can be feeling a way about yourself and you can walk into a room and you see others whispering or talking and you suppose that they are talking about you. But it is only because you have a certain feeling about yourself for that moment. So you cannot live in uh, the valley of feelings because feelings are irrational. They do not have proper thought. They do not have clear conscience and they do not have understanding. They are irrational because again, it is not based out of any substance. It is not based out of any facts. And really to, to, to be honest, to put irrational feelings to bed really costs you nothing but a conversation. My wife says all the time, I am not a fan of difficult discussions, but I'm not afraid of having them. We can all agree in the test that having difficult in, uh, conversations can be taxing. It can be tough because you never know how that other person is going to take that conversation, how they're going to take your truth. So, yes, sometimes it can weigh on you. Although the weight might be heavy and rough and tough to get up under, that unresolved conversation and irrational feeling can lead you to a place of anger and contentment. And then you end up with more brokenness in your life than was supposed to be there. So feelings are inconsistent. Feelings are irrational. Lastly, feelings are incomplete. Yeah. Feelings are incomplete again because it is not based on the totality 
and full understanding of a scenario and a situation. There are some times in your life that you look at a person, you look at a thing, you look at a behavior, and you automatically suppose one thing because you feel like you know that person or you feel like I know what they would do. And so you make a decision, but your decision is incomplete because you don't have all the facts. And sometimes we say, well, I don't want to have the difficult decision, the difficult conversation because they're not going to be honest anyway. But who are you to disqualify a person based on what you feel? And so this is the reason why reconciliation is difficult because we are busy being led by inconsistent, irrational, incomplete feelings. Your feelings are not complete because it doesn't tell the whole story of you and it does not tell the whole story of the situation or the scenario. It requires fact checking and fact gathering in order to make a clear, concise decision on what is happening here. Again, th this conversation, all of these conversations are not for the immature. Because everything about feelings and putting them to the side requires you to grow and walk in a certain level of maturity. And so as you walk into this new week, today's Monday where I am, as you walk into this new week, I want you to remember and I want you to understand, don't feel. No. Live by faith. Find the facts. So that you can know where you stand in any given situation and understand what God is trying to do in these seasons of your life. Well, friends, that's all for today. And again, as always, I am grateful that you have taken the time out to grow with me today. I want to ask you again, as I shared at the beginning, please like Share, subscribe, and comment to the Word for Life podcast so that it can be discovered in the massive database that is podcast. Uh, I want to say to anybody by way of announcement, if you are in the Houston area, I would love to invite you to come at any moment in time and worship with us at the Word of Life Church in Houston, Texas at 4215 Yale Street. Houston, Texas, 77018. Not only that, I do want to uh, invite you all as well on next Sunday, which is January the 14th, we will be celebrating 11 years as a ministry, and I would love for you to come and share with us. Again, that's all for us today, and I just want to say before I go that the process of growth can be nasty, but it is always necessary. I want you to see that life can be messy and miserable, but only if you allow it. The bridge between here and there can only be crossed through the avenue of work. So friends, before we go, remember, wipe your tears and win in the face of trouble. You will survive this. I'll see you next week. Be well.